0: Laïcité part 4. Laïcité remains a hot-button issue today. The restoration of Notre-Dame Cathedral following the 2019 fire provides a prime example. The Catholic clergy has proposed an interior renovation aimed at promoting Catholic principles. A protest has gone out from secularists, citing the 1946 Constitution that made all religious buildings property of city councils. The councils were charged with building maintenance, but were forbidden to provide public funding of religion within. This was reinforced by Article I of the 1958 Constitution. Defenders of laïcité abhor any perceived public funding of religion which they claim would be violated by the clergy's plan for Notre Dame. They mock it as a Disneyfication with light shows and moving images. The clergy argued that their aims are educational and that their domain covers everything within the thick cathedral walls. Private funding will cover their plans anyway, they say. Well, Secularists have triumphed outside of the cathedral. A huge wall with detailed educational panels surrounds the worksite today. Images and texts are entirely focused on the engineering techniques and scientific advances going into the rescue, analysis, and renovation of the 800-year-old cathedral. There is no mention of religion whatsoever. Laïcité was essentially on the ballot in the presidential election of 2022 as both candidates embraced it with differing interpretations – President Emmanuel Macron put a finer point on the issue with the interjection of the concept of universalism. He argued that the lofty universal values of the revolution prevail over ostentatious religious expressions such as the wearing of large crosses, stars of David, and head coverings by students in public schools. Religious observance is firmly guaranteed by the state, he insisted, not, just not in public schools. Basic laicite 101. Marine Le Pen, Macron's conservative adversary, presented a clever, if shaky, argument for banning the headscarf not just in schools but on the streets as well. She later backed off the latter. Women who cover their heads with a scarf, she argued, are not doing so out of piety and modesty. Rather, they are flaunting the uniform of Islamic radicalism that threatens the survival of French society and values. Here, she invoked laïcité. She was not suggesting restricting religion. She said, just the tribal separatism that poses a social and security threat. Her argument clearly was a dog whistle to anti-Muslim racists and anti-immigrant factions, groups that in former years might have unabashedly chanted, France pour les Français! Laïcité is decidedly a French idea, Yet one can easily relate it to other societies where populist demagogues form alliances with a religious right to secure power, often by anti-democratic means. In America, populists tout their faith-based values and disparage their opponents' California values, implying liberalism steeped in sin. Even more blatant, God, guns, and MAGA. Such slogans recall the backlash to a 1962 court decision that found school-sponsored prayer unconstitutional. Put prayer back in school! That was the refrain for an emotional wedge issue that drove evangelicals to the polls. The United States embraces diversity in its changing school populations, adding holiday vacation days for Chinese New Year, Diwali, Ramadan, and Juneteenth. Well, not so in French schools. Easter holiday in France is spring holiday, Students in the U.S. might perform a nativity play with a corresponding Hanukkah reference in assembly, but such references are forbidden in French public schools. In fact, such displays of differentness are antithetical to laïcité. Unity of the social fabric is the ideal. Tribalness, in which ethnic or religious qualities are highlighted, is corrosive to that unity. It carries a clinical and foreboding name, commune- Well, French public schools see frequent laïcité conflicts, as more students are French-born Muslims, many of them descendants from immigrants from former colonies. In 1989, a conflict arose over girls wearing headscarves in school, and the ensuing debate laïcité was interpreted in two ways. The scarf was seen as a religious expression injurious to social unity, but banning the scarf could drive some girls from school and back into the shadows, reducing gender equality, another key social goal. Again, accessories were political. The state ruled that the headscarf alone does not uh, constitute a, a violation of laïcité. The issue goes to ostentatious displays of religious expression in the public sphere, such as the wearing of large crosses and yarmulkes. The French put a bang on this with a wave of legislation intended to promote social unity. In 2004, the wearing of conspicuous religious symbols was banned in schools. In 2010, another law forbid face coverings in public. In 2016, nativity scenes were forbidden at town halls. The state bent over backwards to remain neutral toward religious expression while creating more restrictions to it. From inception, laïcité was intended to guarantee religious freedom of expression and to ensure a a secular democratic state, but as it exists today, French Muslims see it as a direct attack on their religion and culture, and Muslims around around the world have organized boycotts of French products. But French secularists ask why should there be factions within France at all? Laïcité is about unity and universal values. Again, it's the French way. They debate and then pass laws to achieve social goals. The Anti-Separatism Bill of 2021 carries the formal title Principles of the Republic and the Fight Against Separatism. It was proposed in the Lower House by Interior Minister Gérard Damanin, then in the Senate by Senator Jean-Michel Blanquer, It was supported by President Macron, who was said to be triangulating to appease right, left, and center in an election year approaching. The bill was approved by both houses and now is law. The anti-separatism bill arose out of the horror and fear from a series of Islamic attacks, the Charlie Hebdo assassinations, the Bataclan Theater massacre, the beheading of a French schoolteacher accused of disrespecting the Prophet Muhammad, it was something-needs-to-be-done kind of a moment for, uh, for some, but a rejection of Republican values and the anti-Muslim backlash to others. Its constitutionality was challenged. The Constitutional Council ruled that it was constitutional. So, whither laïcité? In the present day, is this well-intended set of universal principles from the time of the French Enlightenment and Revolution still relevant in France and the world? Well, proponents of laïcité appear to believe that the solution to the current challenges to secularism is more secularism. I point to Jean Beaubelet, who calls for renewed dedication to the principles of republican secularism. Secularity cannot be reduced to a legal system. It is also a culture, an ethos, an emancipation from all clericism understood as control of the mind by an established discourse rejecting all debate. For more information on laïcité and other subjects of interest, please visit theparisproject.net.